Downers Grove High Schools, Obscene Books, and Biased Journalism. Chicago Sun-Times education reporter Nader Issa offers a classic example of biased opinion writing masquerading as objective reporting in his news narratives about a recent controversy in the Chicago suburb of Downers Grove over an obscene graphic memoir. The memoir, titled Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, may sound familiar to IFI readers. I wrote this about her memoir in early August 2021. Maya Kobabe, author of Gender Queer, a memoir, which is carried in high school libraries, tells the peculiar tale of her journey to her identity as a genderqueer asexual woman with a lesbian aunt and a sister who dates a woman who pretends to be a man. The far-left American Library Association awarded Kobabe an Alex Award for her graphic memoir. Her memoir is graphic in both senses of the word. It's a sexually explicit 240-page comic book about her journey into sexual confusion and perversion. Kobabe, who uses the Spivak pronouns A-R-M, also teaches art workshops to middle school children, mostly, she says, to AFAB girls, which means assigned female at birth. Kobabe evidently doesn't know that children aren't assigned either a sex or gender identity at birth. That's not a thing obstetricians do. Obstetricians identify the objective sex of babies at birth, a characteristic that never changes. Public school kerfuffles over Kobabe's obscene memoir have been justifiably emerging as parents learn that their children's school carries it. And one of those kerfuffles took place at a Downers Grove school board meeting on November 15th. Isa mischaracterizes community criticism of the book as an, quote, attack on literature about gender, end quote. What in Issa's view distinguishes an attack from criticism? And does he think that books about gender that don't include obscene language and images would be under similar attack? Issa continues his sly editorializing. He says the attack was perpetrated by conservative protesters and some parents. Notice the adjective some, which suggests that the attack was perpetrated mainly by conservative protesters with just a few parents. Curiously, Issa doesn't provide any details. How many of the conservative protesters were district taxpayers? How many of the attendees approve of genderqueer? How many of the attendees who approve of genderqueer were parents? How many of the attendees who approve of genderqueer were district taxpayers as opposed to, for example, outside leftist agitators? And why does Issa identify opponents of genderqueer as conservative five times in the two articles he has written, but he doesn't refer to supporters of the obscene book as progressive even once? Issa then said, quote, Some critics have claimed children were being exposed to homoerotic or pornographic language and images, end quote. Issa could have written, Some critics oppose children being exposed to homoerotic and pornographic language and images, but instead he wrote, Some critics have claimed children were being exposed to 
such language and images. Some have claimed, seriously? Can any honest person deny that Kobabe's comic book includes homoerotic and pornographic language and images? If images of two women engaged in sex using a dildo is not homoerotic and pornographic, what is? The paranoid Issa implies critics are part of a vast right-wing conspiracy of, quote, conservative politicians, activists, commentators, and small networks of parents to denounce and ban progressive teachings in school, end quote. Issa's unfortunately right on two things. Progressives are the peddlers of deviant and graphic sexuality, and they are using public schools to teach their sexuality ideology. If Issa is bothered by the shared goals of conservative politicians, activists, commentators, and small networks of parents who are working toward cleansing schools of controversial leftist materials, he must really be troubled by the shared goals of leftist politicians, activists, academicians, commentators, and large networks of parents to systemically entrench leftist ideas about sexuality and race in curricula, resources, professional development, and activities. Just as Issa referred to some parents and said some critics have claimed in order to discount the views of critics of genderqueer, he also referred to small networks of parents. Perhaps Issa isn't aware of the intimidation, bullying, mockery, name-calling, and shaming conservative taxpayers' experience when they criticize pro-LGBTQ resources used in schools to advance leftist assumptions. And perhaps Issa didn't realize that small networks of conservative parents are now the minority, and minority voices are all the rage. Maybe Issa is an ideological Neanderthal who believes might, numbers, and volume make right. Issa dismisses the offensiveness of genderqueer by saying it's only, quote, a few pages that include illustrations of sexual acts that have drawn the bulk of the ire, end quote. First, it's not just obscene drawings about which critics are angry, it's also obscene language. Second, how many pages of obscene images would it take to render a novel, memoir, or comic book inappropriate for purchase with taxpayer dollars for minors? Issa calls attention to the, quote, other students, parents, and community members who see the book as a vital tool for youth discovering their identity and any efforts to ban it as censorship, end quote. Please note that Issa did not say a few other students, parents, and community members, or some other students, parents, and community members think genderqueer is a vital tool. The diminishing qualifiers, some and few, are reserved for conservatives. Vital? Really? Genderqueer is necessary to the continuation of life? Because that's what vital means. However did kids survive before Kobe wrote her obscene comic book? The accusations of censorship and book banning are curious. When leftist teachers decide that a book's content is offensive or age-inappropriate and choose not to teach it, it's called text selection. 
When conservatives decide that a book is content or age inappropriate, leftists call it censorship or book banning. I wonder how many books the Downers Grove high schools have that critique or attack leftist gender theory. How many resources do they have about detransitioners? If the answer is none, why would that be? Issa didn't mention whether there are any politicians, activists, commentators, and networks of parents who share the goal of keeping gender queer and other obscene novels and plays in school libraries. Issa mentioned that three students spoke in favor of keeping gender queer in the library. One student defended it by saying that, quote, it's not being forced upon students, end quote. Well, I guess Downers Grove parents should be thankful that teachers aren't forcing their children to read it. But that comment fails to address the issue. The issue is, should taxpayer-subsidized schools purchase and make available to minor students obscene material? Any parents who want their child to read genderqueer can buy it for them, or kids can buy it for themselves. An 18-year-old student shared that genderqueer, quote, has scenes in it that are mature and sexual, but it's not like we haven't been given books with sex in them before, end quote. Well, ain't that the truth? School libraries and curricula are chock full of young adult books with graphic sex. Gender queer is not an isolated library purchase. I would, however, dispute the claim that the obscene scenes in gender queer are mature. Mature is a euphemism for vulgar and obscene. The 18-year-old, Josiah Pointer, continued, quote, Inclusion matters to young people. This is why we must have this book in our school's library. Inclusion brings an opportunity to grow in a safe environment, end quote. Pointer is right. Teens, and virtually every other human, want to feel included. But inclusion must not trump truth. Inclusion must not entail affirming all feelings, all beliefs, and all voluntary acts. Neither inclusion nor the provision of a safe environment should entail the eradication of all moral boundaries. According to ESA, Superintendent Hank Thiel said gender queer, quote, met the district's requirements for inclusion in its library, end quote. Yikes! Someone better take a close critical look at those requirements. In Issa's second article on the Downers Grove dust-up, Democrat U.S. Representative Sean Caston made this asinine comment, and I quote, Let's be really blunt about this. If you are a grown adult and you are walking through a library in an elementary school or high school and having sexual thoughts, you are the problem. It ain't the book. End quote. Let's be really blunt about Caston. If he thinks adults who oppose taxpayer-funded schools spending taxpayer funds to make obscene garbage like genderqueer available to minors are having sexual thoughts, then he's ignorant, creepy, and unfit for office. But this is what we should expect from a man who admires Dan Savage.